Tandem's Moby, the smallest tubed hybrid closed loop pump is about to release. The T-Slim officially supports Dexcom G7 and more details on Tandem's tubeless insulin pump. All that and more on today's episode. Welcome to Diabetic. I'm Justin. I have type 1 diabetes and on here I talk all things diabetes tech, news and management with educators, tech leaders, and those thriving with diabetes. Joining me today is Elizabeth Gasser, Tandem's Executive Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer. She is responsible for the company's strategy, corporate development, product management, and competitive intelligence functions. I asked Liz about what Dexcom G7 support will look like on the T-Slim and when support will come outside the US. We dive deep into Moby's size and how it works. I also have one on me, which I'm going to be doing more videos about. And I even got more information on Tandem's acquisition of AMF Medical and its tubeless pump called Siggy. And spoiler alert, she gave me an estimated date of when it could release. New episodes of this podcast release every Monday on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. So be sure to follow me wherever you prefer. And if you want to give it a rating, go ahead. That would be awesome. Disclaimer, keep in mind that anything you hear on this podcast or content on my social media and YouTube channel is not medical advice and is for educational purposes only. Always consult with your physician before making changes to your healthcare. Now, a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Gluru. Gluru is a collaborative diabetes logger and messaging app for those with diabetes and their caregivers. The app syncs CGM and pump data to keep track of carbs and insulin dosage all in one place. You can log meals, restaurants, and device changes too. You'll also get one-click failed CGM reporting and will never forget a sensor code again. My favorite feature is how easy it makes connecting CGM levels to devices like those. Because it's a group chat app, it's easy to get started. Messages, actions, and alerts are synchronized in your shared log for everyone in your Glue crew to help with managing diabetes. Gluru's alerts are smarter. Only the person with diabetes gets an alert at first, and they're only one tap away from logging a candy to let everyone know they're okay. This is a great way for letting kids build independence with parental supervision. The app supports Dexcom and Freestyle Libre CGMs, as well as Omnipod 5 and DIY Loop automated systems, with more coming. Gluru is available on iPhone and Android for free, and you can download it today by clicking that link in today's show notes to start simplifying diabetes together. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show. We have some very exciting topics to talk about today, uh, so I appreciate you giving me your time. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. Before we get into pretty much what everyone wants to hear, I, I, I'm pretty new to the diabetes world. I've, I've only been diagnosed for two years, so I don't know much about Tandem and, and what led to where we are today. Could you give me a little brief history of when Tandem started making pumps and kind of what led to, to where we are now? Happy to. Um, Tandem started in the late noughties um, as a, a small San Diego startup committed to trying to make insulin pump therapy easier just flat out um, more accessible, more intuitive. Uh, and it was born out of uh, our founder's experience trying to work with 
then in market pumps. One of our founding board members was taking care of his granddaughter who has type one um, and realized that it was an incredibly complicated experience. And so, you know, like many, many startups, so started the quest to make it better. Uh, and that yielded our first pump launch in 2012. Um, since then, uh, we've launched, we've actually launched seven pumps, uh, iterations wow. of the product uh, with um, different user interfaces, different integrations with CGMs. And so we've been at this a while, but the, the original ethos has remained the same, which is how do we, how do we apply user-centric design principles to really come at reducing the burden of pump therapy. And so along the way, that's led to a, a, a lot of firsts for us, um, frankly, as a, as a company and as an in industry innovator. We were the first to do a touchscreen pump. We were the first to do a rechargeable pump. Uh, we were the first to wow. move the needle on remote software update. And so, as you know, we, we roll out these, these new integrations and these new features with, with software updates to the pump. You don't have to go buy a new piece of hardware. Um, and moreover, we can bring innovation to everyone at the same time as we launch it. And so that's pretty cool. And then on top of that, you know, there's, there's some of the more industry-like firsts, um, like really moving the needle on the, the first um, ICGM integration, you know, mix and match CGMs and um, moving the needle on ACE pumps and this, this, idea, uh, this idea that you can have um, separate pathways for the algorithms versus the hardware, which is... Now, I come from the consumer tech world. I, I was in wireless software for a couple of decades, and that's intuitive, right? That, that's how you do consumer tech. Uh, and so it's just ex exciting to, to, to be part of a company that recognized that early and has continued to, to perfect how we bring that to our, our customers, the, the people with diabetes that we serve day in and day out. And so um, it's been a really interesting journey. I mean, we're going to talk, I think, a little bit about G7 today. Oh, yeah. It's our fourth generation of CGM integration with Dexcom. And so um, it, it's just, it's so much fun um, to be involved with uh, really thinking about how to take this world that is diabetes tech and med tech and think about the needs of you know, customers, consumers, because at the end of the day, you don't want this to be different than how you experience tech in the rest of your life. Um, so that's sort of the, the, the journey and the ethos that, that, that we are on. And, um, and certainly it's, it's a, motivating, a motivating journey for everyone who works here is committed to, to making a difference in diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to hear about all the interoperability uh, because at the end of the day, consumers want choice. And so being able to give them the choice of what CGM they want to use with what pump with potentially what algorithm. Um, I love the sound of that. Speaking of choice, people may choose to use a Dexcom G7 now because as of today's recording, yesterday, Tandem officially announced that G7 support was coming to all in-warranty uh, pump users, which is very exciting. Now, a while back, I think it was in January, um, earlier this year, Tandem had said that Dexcom G7 support would come about three to six months after the original FDA clearance of the G7. But it, it, but it wound up coming a little later than that, uh, about like three to six months after that estimate, Maybe actually like six months after. I'm wondering, why did it take longer than expected to, to add G7 support to this, 
to the tandem T-Slim? That's a fair question, Justin. How nerdy am I allowed to get with you? Oh, super nerdy. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) And my listeners want that too. (laughs) Cool. Um, So look, it it certainly was our our ambition to um, bring this to market sooner than we than we have. I think it's fair to recognize though that um, we also want to make sure that we are delivering the best possible experience of these products when they launch. And so as we were working through the integration this year, there were just some aspects of it that didn't didn't deliver on what we wanted them to. Right? And so as you can imagine, when you integrate a CGM, it, it's not just about, oh, you just hook in a data feed. Um, from a, from a CGM, you have to, uh, to, to do it, you have to manage the radio link from a sensor to the pump and then the linking from the pump to the phone. You have to think about um, the, the, the communications protocol itself. You have to think about the presentation of that data. Uh, and so integration involves multiple layers of the technology stack. And we, we weren't getting, um, like I say, we weren't getting the optimized performance we wanted. So we went back to the drawing board with the team at Dexcom and said, hey, is there a little more we can do here? It pushed the launch back a little bit. But I think between our teams, we concluded that that was the best thing for our, our, our joint customers. And, and we took the time to do it. Yeah, you know, I found so I've been using the G7 since February and I've loved it. But one issue I was having, especially early on in my use, was connection issues like often having it disconnect from my phone. And I did find that that got better over time as I believe Dexcom came out with newer versions. And I know that a Dexcom G7, the one that can be used with the tandem pumps, specifically has like this underline on it. It's a newer version of the CGM. Was that an issue with older models? Is that why there is a newer one? Or or if not, why is there a newer version that works with the T-SLIM. Yeah, so um, it's a it's a relevant point for your listeners. Um, certainly, if you're looking to pair G7 with the T-SLIM, look for the one with the underlines on the um, on the ID. Now, I'm not going to comment to the, the inner workings of our, of our back and forth on, on features. There's, there's lots of things that go into a release from you know, radio layer all the way to the cloud. Um, I think it's fair to say, though, that as it, as we worked together, we weren't um, necessarily getting to the, the the full full performance that we wanted between us, and so and so we took the time. and And the versions that you're seeing roll out today are the ones we did our final validation and optimization with, and and that's what users should look for. and And I'm sure pretty soon there'll be a that'll be the the one version that's out there, and we'll have, we've gotten gotten through the supply to. Uh, where all of the sensors are the versions that we've uh, validated against. That's great to hear. How will the experience be different uh, from the G6 with the with the T-Slim using a G7? Will that look any different? Yeah, I think um, from our perspective, obviously there's the physical differences, right? And so G- G7, um, it's a it's an innovative product from from our friends at Dexcom, and the size is obviously uh, much smaller. In terms of the interaction with our software, our, our goal is to really provide continuity of experience across both generations of CGM. And so in terms of presentation of the data, um, the experience overall, the intersection with our algorithm, 
that not much changes, right? I mean, you'll see differences like, you know, it'll be labeled as G7, not G6. There'll be new menu options where you can choose between the two. Um, it'll be clear okay. which sense the data is coming from. Uh, but really trying to keep that continuity of experience such that, you know, you have a G6, you use a G6. If you have a G7, you use a G7. And, and you have that um, the choice um, to do both today. Going forward, I expect we'll, you know, bias towards more G7 users. Um, but it really is about continuity of experience. And so don't expect a radical break uh, in terms of that. What I will say is that um, as users do their updates, um, just be aware that there's a, a couple of extra steps in there because of the new generation of sensor that we've had to bake in. And so um, the instructions are all there. Just follow the instructions and we'll get you your software updates as expeditiously as we can. How will the tandem pumps handle sensor warm-up? And specifically, I found with the G7 that I can put on a new one while the older one's on, let the new one warm up, over those 30 minutes, and then I just switch them. So I go zero minutes without readings. How does the T-Slim handle that? Can it do that? It's doing it. You, you just oh. did it. <laughs> okay, okay. Unanticipated benefits um, that we didn't necessarily uh, plan ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to call it practically no warm-up rather than a 30-minute warm-up because I never go you know, any time without readings, unless I'm out at a restaurant and I forgot that it was going to deactivate, which happened the other day. <laughs> Luckily, I was across the street from my place and I ran before the food, before the food got here. Um, we knew so, the short warm-up yeah. would be great. The, the seamless cutover, uh, you know, users never cease to uh, innovate and you all never cease to amaze me. <laughs> well, one, one feature I love about the G7 is you can put on vibrate all alerts and um, even silence all alerts, including urgent low. That's a Dexcom feature. I, I don't know much about T-Slim pumps. Does that exist on a T-Slim pump? Or if you turn that feature on, will the T-Slim not let you know, like not alert you if you're going low? Does that make sense? Uh, I have to say, uh, we'll, we'll have implemented it the way that we, we do the T-Slim interface with users. And so oh. I that's one I don't have a, a, a detailed answer for you on, Justin. Okay. Um, Do you have any information on G7 support with tandem pumps outside the U.S.? So I do. That's that's part of our current rollout plan. So we are we've we've launched with general availability to our full user base in the U.S. this week, as as you said. Um, moving into the new year, we will commence our rollout in international markets. Um, which is about as as close to a global release as I've seen in recent years in terms of lining up availability here and um, in Europe. I don't have the specific country by country rollout. Obviously, we have to work with our distributor partners on how we phase those software updates and, and pump supplies. Um, but we are starting the, the, the international rollout early in the new year. Okay. And when when the Mobi pump releases, will that support G7 on launch? So that is our intent. Uh, we are starting um, limited launches early in the new year with a um, smaller group of users. And we will be scaling that uh, through an initial test phase. And the goal is to launch with G7.
Today's episode is sponsored by T1D Exchange. You can directly make an impact on diabetes healthcare, treatments, and technology by participating in the T1D Exchange registry. It starts with a simple survey about your life with T1D, and it only takes about 15 minutes. After that, you'll have a personal portal with ongoing T1D study and survey opportunities from research on technology, daily T1D management, and more. Plus, some of these studies even offer competition compensation. Signing up with the link in the show notes helps support my channel and it allows me to continue putting out free content. You can sign up at t1dexchange.org slash diabetic or click that link in today's show notes. Speaking of Moby, Tandem sent me one and mm. I am obsessed with how small this thing is. I'm holding it right now for people who are watching. Um, I, like, can you, can you believe? So I have an AirPods Pro case. For, for comparison, my AirPods Pro case is larger than the Moby. That's what surprised me the most. I'll forget that my AirPods Pro are in my pocket, let alone this thing. Can you tell me a little bit um, more about the size of Moby and kind of what went into that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a, a fully functional four-year durable pump in a footprint that's half the size of the T-Slim. And as you said, it's smaller than smaller than a headphone case. I had a box of Tic Tacs on my table earlier. It's two thirds the size of a box of Tic Tacs. I'm not sure that's an approved marketing stat, but it's uh, <laughs> my eyeballing from earlier. And if I may, it's, um, I told you my favorite demo as we were getting started here is, and it fits in the hip pocket of a women's pair. Liz is putting it in the, the, the change pocket of jeans. And I've still got space. It wiggles yep. around in there. I was going to say, I did that the other day. I was like, you can almost fit two Mobies, like a Moby and a half at least. <laughs> Certainly with a pair of men's jeans, I, I, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how is Moby meant to be worn? It, it, it can go in that pocket, but I had heard that it could potentially also be adhered to the body. Is that the intent still for that to be an option? That is, um, we've got a few wear options out of the gate at launch. And so certainly um, you can use it with uh, a traditional long infusion set. We have a um, new shorter, uh, little shorty infusion set that is by four or five inches long. And we also have out of, out of the gate an on, on body wear sleeve. And so that's an adhesive patch with a neoprene sleeve that you can slide the Moby into. Um, so the, the real goal at launch is, is to deliver as many wear options as we can, right? So whether it's on a clip, in a pocket, in the sleeve, tucked in a bra, I mean, it, it, it's so small that the, the choices are, are quite diverse in, in terms of how you can choose to, to, to wear it. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, it holds up to 200 units and as little as 80? That's right. Okay. And so how does it work for someone who uses more than 200 units in a certain amount of time? Is it as easy as switching it? I guess you just switch it out when you when you use it all, right? Same, same as today. Switch okay. out the cartridge, okay. yeah. recommend you change the set. Okay. Most yeah. people will be on average at three days. Okay. 
Okay, gotcha. And then when it comes to water resistance, waterproof, what what is the water relationship with this pump? Does someone need to take it off if if it's adhered to the body in some way? Do they have to take it off in the shower or swimming? It's water resistant. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest submerging it for extended periods of time, you know, in a in a swimming pool. Uh, but it's certainly designed to be um, tested to be water resistant and if, if you get it wet, it's it, it's going to hold up. Okay. Now tell me about this button. There is a single button at the base mm. of the pump. What does that do? How can that be used? So this, uh, in addition to being the on-off on switch, um, when you want to totally power it on it uh, up and down, um, this is a uh, pre-programmable bolus button, which uh, I think gives us a little bit of differentiation um, in the you know, small micro pump space, right? And, and certainly versus um, uh, patch pump, currently available patch pumps. And the thinking there really is, well, you know, this is a fully phone controlled pump. However, um, the algorithm also resides on the device. And we recognize that there, there, there may be times when you, you don't have your, pop, your phone with you. You left it in the car, you left it at home, you just, or you wanted to go for a walk without it, right? And if you find you need to bolus, you can, right? And so the goal there was really not to be without the ability to administer therapy. Um, and so the algorithm is going to be doing its work. And if you need to, to, to bolus, say for a, um, you know, a snack you pick up along the way, then you can. Um, and so that's the primary, primary purpose of that button. What is the customization for it? Does it, how, how does like the bolusing work? Can you bolus different amounts? What does that look like? Yeah, I would need to check with you whether that's okay. got multiple programmable options. Um, the, the, the primary function that we talk about is a, is a standard pre-programmed bolus that you can administer um, when you need to. Okay, and then there's an LED light above it. Yes. What is that signifying? Uh, there's two, there's actually two LED lights. that oh, they, there's um, two. Yeah, they, um, they denote various pump states. Uh, and so okay. depending on the, the color and the number, um, it'll tell you the, the status of the pump. Okay. And I know you mentioned there will be a limited release early next year. Mm -hmm. Has there been a release this year at all? Are people using it or, or that's, that's early next year? We have people on pump today, pumping insulin with Mobis. Um, okay. It's uh, more of a small group final testing phase for us. Okay, great. And when it comes to rollout, what can people expect? Let's start with um, people who are already using a T-Slim. What can they expect if they, if they wanted to switch to the Mobi? Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyone who, actually anyone who has bought a T-Slim uh, in the second half of 2023 uh, is automatically eligible for our latest phase of the Choice program, which uh, I think you've you've talked about on on this podcast before, it's a, a an opportunity when Moby launches to upgrade for one hundred and ninety nine dollars. You had some fairly strong feelings um, about our choice program on your on your last broadcast, and um, oh, I really we're getting closer <laughs> to the we're getting closer to the mark for you know for what we're really sensitive to is is obviously you know with Moby's launch being imminent. Um, we want to make sure that you know any, anyone who bought a T-Slim recently is, is is not feeling like they missed yeah. out on that opportunity. And so 
that's a 199 program for, for purchases in the second half of, of 23. And you don't have to enroll for it. You're automatically enrolled by virtue of the fact you made a you made a pump purchase. That will make you eligible for a $199 upgrade as Mobi launches. Okay. And for someone who missed the mark by a few months or even, you know, they're still in their warranty from before, that that is a bit of a heftier price tag, right? If I $9.99. It, it's, it's higher at this point. It, it's reflective of the, the longer amount of time left, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will just opt to wait for their warranty to end and then move on to, to the next one. Uh, let's talk about some new features that are coming to T-Slim pumps, um, I believe with the 7.7 update, which is also G7, which I love that it's the 7.7 update with the G7, lots of sevens, lucky, three lucky sevens. <laughs> um, so will the app for the Moby and T-Slim, will that be different at all? Or is it the same app, you just connect whatever pump you have to it? Yeah, no, the Moby, Moby app is different from the T-Slim app in that the Moby app offer, I mean, the Moby app offers full control capability. Um, there's no alternate interface on the pump. And so if, if you think about the T-Slim app, that's about secondary display. That's about giving a, 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 a remote bolus and uh, a degree of pump control capabilities, um, pump visibility. Um, Moby is about shifting the entire user interface to the phone. And so uh, we okay. will be launching that as a, as a s separate app. It's, you know, they, they build on the same chassis. There'll be a lot that looks alike between them, but there's an understanding that they're a little different. Um, and yeah. so the, the hope there is that our, our customers, our longstanding customers will recognize a lot in the Moby app, uh, but it also has a few more features in terms of controlling the pump settings, um, greater you have to dismiss all of the alerts and alarms on the phone. And so that's the, that's the thinking there. So it'll be a okay. new app download. Okay. And I, I forgot to ask this in the Moby section, but does this pump, ha does the Moby have like a, a speaker on it that will, or rather not a speaker, a, a way of giving off sound? Uh, yeah. Okay, so this it will does. it will beep in whatever. Okay, gotcha. Um, it, vibe, it vibes, it beeps, it blinks. Oh, okay, it vibrates. Okay, cool, cool. Exercise timer. I hear that that is coming with um with the new update. What is the exercise timer? Uh, it's a, the ability to run your programmed exercise settings during your exercise. Activate it. But now, now it you can add like a time limit to it. I'm getting yeah, eyes. that's right. Okay, okay, and. I also saw that you can now start an activity without having to end one. Yes. So, so prior to that, like, what are these different activities that you'd be putting on? Yeah. Well, so I mean, sleep and exercise are obviously two logical ones. Um, okay. You do know that lots of users program customized profiles, and so um, I I don't have the specifics for you on the exact number and, and how the exact programming works. I would have to go dust off the dust off the feature set view for that. Um, but the goal really is certainly for um, the known activities for which we have modes. Um, we're making the, the management of the on off 
uh, a lot easier because certainly when you, it, life gets busy, right? You'll turn something on. You don't want to have to set an alarm to remind yourself to turn something off. And so giving people the ability to, to put a t- time limit on it is is a valuable thing. Yeah, I love that. Does the algorithm differ at all between the Moby and the T-Slim? No. Um, other than how we manage versioning in software updates, that, that should be the only place we get discrepancies, right? Because obviously you've got to get the algorithm into a software build. Um, but it, it's sort of the whole point of our device strategy is that we're trying to deliver a diversity of device form factors, recognizing that everybody is different and you want to wear and use tech in a different way because it's such a physically connected device. But the software should be as common as we can make it. And that really starts with the algorithm and making sure that we're constantly innovating how the AID system works and bringing that to all of the pumps. And so our our, our strategic goal is really to make sure we have that consistency as we go along. Now I want to get into the future of Tandem. First, I want to start with infusion sets. I know Tandem had been talking about a future seven-day wear infusion set. Where Where is Tandem with that right now? Uh, we are working through it. So that was a, you're referencing the um, work we were doing based on the, the assets that we acquired about a year, a little over a year ago now, 18 months ago, um, with Capillary Biomedical, uh, working on a novel uh, extended wear infusion set. And so we've been, we've been doing work to translate that into a final product, get it to manufacturability, and we're starting the clinical work um, necessary to get approval. Uh, and so really we're, we're getting to the place where the, the, the product is, is um, getting to be ready to go. And now we need to do the work to secure the, the evidence to, to, to uh, seek FDA approval for it. And so that remains work that we're doing through 2024 um, with a view to bringing it to market after that. Okay, great. And, and you spoke earlier about Tandem's ICGM support, interoperable continuous glucose monitors. Uh, I know Tandem had already announced support would be coming for the Libre 2. Is there any information on what the timing could look like for that CGM? Absolutely. Um, We are still targeting getting this on uh, a broader base of users before the end of the year uh, in terms of moving along our early release phases uh, with the goal of scaling that launch with general availability early in the new year. So it's, it's close. That's amazing. Yeah. And for those listening, the new Libre 2, in order for it to work with automated systems, you no longer have to scan it. It, It's been rebuilt. And um, the next logical question is what about the Libre 3? It's much smaller. It's got a shorter warm up. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've enjoyed using it in the past. Um, is Tandem working on Libre 3 support? We are continuing to work with our friends at Abbott on how to integrate Libre 3. Um, we're excited about it too. It's, it's a, it's a um, elegant form factor. Uh, okay. And uh, I don't have dates for you um, to share right now, but uh, mm-hmm. just know it's, it's something that's a priority for us and we continue to, to work to bring it to market. Okay, great. And so in January uh, this year, uh, Tandem acquired AMF Medical. 
uh, the producers of the Siggy tubeless insulin mm. pump. Uh, and also some even further back in 2021, Siggy, that tubeless insulin pump got FDA breakthrough device designation, which would basically prioritize its review in future FDA submissions. So it's got, got a fast pass um, if and when that time does come. So Tandem owns this tubeless pump company. Do you have any updates on, on Tandem's future tubeless insulin pump? I will share with you what I can. Okay. Um, we're, we're excited about it. Uh, so as you, as you say, it's a, um, it's a tubeless first durable design, um, meaning you know, obviously there's, there's ways you can adapt Moby for more convenient wear and even, you know, uh, on, on body wear and potentially even, you know, tubeless infusion sites, but it was, it wasn't designed ground up to be a, a patch pump, right? And so Siggy is, is our answer to that. Um, we thought long and hard about actually how to come at um, tubeless and ultimately decided that our, our core principles are very much around delivering durable extended life devices that are, are conscious of frankly waste, right? You know, rechargeability, durability, that, that those things actually matter to us. And so um, that's what led us to Siggy. And, and for those of you not familiar, it's it's a it's an ergonomically designed, very small form factor durable device. It relies on a pre-fill cartridge. And so in addition to really working hard on, on body burden there, our goal was to think about how to really maximize ease of use in the um, fill process, right? Because it, it, take, it takes time. And when you're using a pre-fill cartridge, you can replace that cartridge in, in seconds. It's pop, click, go, right? And then you pop it, pop it on the, uh, the body-worn site and, and off you go. Um, and actually it's a two pump system. So there's, uh, you can hot swap it effectively between yeah. the pump that's been on the charger and the pump that's been on your body. And so we're continuing to work with the team there. We've got a few development um, goals to, to knock out in the year ahead, um, make sure that we're delivering the world's best hardware products, the world's best devices. Uh, and then past there, we, we, as, as we've been talking about, we have um, strong goals around making sure that we have our algorithm available across the portfolio, that our portfolio of, of, of pumps all have this, um, all deliver on this vision of um, choice with CGMs and integrate with the latest CGM technology and then you know, interface with the cloud appropriately. And so that, that's, um, that's what puts our, our, our current, our current um, publicly stated dates around, around Siggy launch are, um, as we said, when we made the acquisition today, early 2027. Although we are working as hard as we can to see if we can get that done sooner. Wow. It, it, it feels so cool to hear from someone from Tandem talk about the Siggy Pump because up until now, it's just been me and like reading articles. <laughs> so I was just smirking the whole time you were talking about that. that that's so exciting. And I think um, from a lot of what we just spoke about, the, the future of diabetes technology is so exciting. It's so cool where we are today and everything that Tandem's offering, this Moby Pump. I mean, this feels like a huge jump in innovation. Um, and I'm excited for people who, who want to try it to, to get their hands on it. And, um, Liz, I appreciate your time and talking to me all about all of this stuff, teaching me the ins and outs of tandem, because like I said, I am pretty new. So, uh, I learned a lot throughout this 
And I'm sure everyone at home is is just excited about all of your innovations and um, and, a, and a future tubeless pump from Tandem. So, uh, Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This was such an awesome interview. I'm glad that we got more information on the Siggy tubeless insulin pump. If you want to learn more about it, I have a video on my YouTube channel. I'll throw that video in today's show notes so you can learn more about it. It's very exciting. Also down in there, there's a link to the T1D exchange registry. It supports my channel when you sign up, but not only that, you're helping push diabetes research and treatment forward. And sometimes you even get compensated for filling out those surveys. So go ahead and fill that out. New episodes of the podcast release every Monday on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. But we are going on hiatus for a couple weeks. We'll be off the weeks of Christmas and New Year's. And our next episode will be on January 8th. I hope you have a fantastic holiday. Enjoy all the food, eat all the food, um, and be easy on yourself for your sugar levels. It's the holidays and um, sugar levels can sometimes go a little crazy. So I hope you have a wonderful time with family and friends. And until then, I'm Justin and I'll see you in a few weeks.